Blog Talk Radio. show so if bad language bodily function dirty talk of any kind might upset you this isn't the show for you and triggering stuff will be spoken about this morning so be prepared y'all okay you've been given the warning desperate house Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself the amazing dorothy morrison please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com this is the month of july which means magical mystery packages are happening this month. You can get them in two sizes, large and small. You can also get them with or without a copy of her amazing, amazing book, Utterly Wicked. So check out the social media page on Facebook, wickedwitchstudios.com. Check out Wicked Witch Studios for the link. Once again, thank you. Okay, I'm so excited. I have been waiting to talk to this wonderful person. I I think it's a year. I'm not sure. But it seems like a long time. We've had various things happen in both of our lives. It's been a little crazy. But finally, I am here this morning with the amazing Irisanya Moon. She is a priestess teacher and initiate in the reclaiming tradition. She's taught classes. She's written books. She's an author of Reclaiming Witchcraft and Aphrodite and Practically Pagan and the Book of Iris. I mean... Fantastic. Uh, com. There you have all the stats. And now we're going to speak. Good morning. How are you? Hello. I am delightfully awake and so far (laughs) hopeful because I just woke up. So (laughs) I haven't looked at the news yet. Um, Yeah. yeah, How are you? How are you in all this? I'm not good. (laughs) <laughs> I am not sure. I am I'm really you know and I'm very honest with my audience. I'm I I have anxiety disorder, so obviously <laughs> none of this stuff is helping and it's interesting because I didn't get diagnosed per se until mm-hmm. after my husband's accident this past February. But I think oh. I've had it all along and it just it just went undiagnosed for a very long time. I think the accident mm-hmm. just brought it all out. Sure. And I'm watching mm-hmm. and you know, I'm very politically noisy. Meaning that <laughs> <laughs> I bitch about politics a lot because mm-hmm. I am a very firm believer that a third party exists if somebody's around to build it. If they're not around right to on. build it, don't expect your guy to go through during election season. I'm, I'm really big into that. So to me, there's only two choices when you get down to it. The Republicans, uh-uh. And the Democrats are not perfect, but still more closely aligned to my beliefs. So ever mm-hmm. since Trump, and I think Trump broke the world. I mean, you know, Trump oh. and Trumpism and Trump supporters broke the world. And not only them, though, but the fake liberals who said, I don't like Hillary. I'm sorry, oh my I have a real issue. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, those people make me mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, okay, so you get oh my it, goodness. you get it. So <laughs> now I'm watching, mm-hmm. now, okay, so now we're talking about hypothetical things that could happen, and then Roe v. Wade, and then the Supreme, well, the Supreme Court, and then Roe v. Wade, and here's the thing, back in 2016, myself mm-hmm. and several of my friends were like, president doesn't mm-hmm. even matter as much as Supreme Court. And here yep. we are, it has come to pass that everything that we thought was established law isn't. So I'm in, I'm in right. fear for 
my mm-hmm. friends. I'm in fear for my family. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not only a not only a witch, but I'm bisexual mm-hmm. and I'm older mm-hmm. and I'm not Christian. And, I mean, mm-hmm. so all of the things are really stressing. Mm-hmm. How about you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this it is just right before we got on we were talking to each other real quick. And I think that one of the things that I'm just noticing is that we are not designed for this sort of again and again, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. We humans are not designed for that. We are designed to have some stressors and then to get over it and then to move on. We are not, what we are living in right now is not conducive to our health and well-being. (laughs) It is not conducive to coming back to any sort of sense of stability. Um, And that sounds kind of doom and gloom, but I think it's actually really smart to understand that, that this is not normal. This is whatever normal means, but it's not. This is not okay. And so if you feel like shit right now and you feel kind of disjointed and sort of like overwhelmed, that's really normal. (laughs) It would be weird if you weren't. Um, and I, so I try to tell folks. What, to yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. It's, it's important yeah. for people to realize just because you're not dealing with it well doesn't mean, right. A, that you're not dealing with it, and, B, that there's anything wrong mm-hmm. with you, the person. It is a, yeah. it is a life is not supposed to be like this. So I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I think that's something we need to hear. It's something I need to hear. So maybe it's just for me, mm-hmm. but it is something that we need to hear because I think that it's so easy to get really down on ourselves when it's actually what's going on outside of us that's the problem. Yeah. We're responding in a way that's totally normal. Things that are happening outside of us, nope, not at all. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so I think that. I mean, this is what's on my mind a lot right now. Like, how, how do we get through this? Because this is not, things aren't going to let up anytime soon. Right. And there are yeah. things that are happening right now that are going to take years, if not decades, to undo. Right. And that's just the reality of it. I don't like it. I think it's yeah. dumb. I think that this is, I am very displeased with some people some groups in this mm-hmm. world that I think contributed to us being in this moment. And, yeah. but here we are. Um, I just, I want to just say real quickly too, because I think this is something I'm pretty upfront about too. I also have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, I have, I've been, I think I've been flirting with PTSD and complex PTSD and things like that. And I've had anxiety since I was a kid. So to a certain extent, I think that that just makes you and I or people like you and I just a little bit more finely tuned. And often, often, like, sometimes feeling like the Cassandra and all the things, or the Cassandra and all the things, because we're just like, can't you see how horrible this is? And Yeah. 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 But... I'm also a Sagittarius, and I'm also a witch, and I'm also yep. a person who really believes that we're built for these times and that we're built for hard things, even if it's not the norm. I think that we're incredibly resilient, incredibly adaptive. So I would love to call on those forces and also call on um, internal, external um, or wherever you can get it sometimes, I think there's no shame yeah. in that either. I, I think I right ask, at the beginning. I, I, go ahead. Yeah. I, I have to ask you a question, and I think it speaks right. to what you're speaking about. Um, because you mentioned, you know, childhood things and traumas, and mm-hmm. I was raised mm-hmm. in a very abusive household, um, a mm-hmm. somewhat dangerous household by many mm-hmm. standards. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering 
if because I, and I'm only speaking for me because I, I, I would not deign to speak for anyone else, but I think mm-hmm. because of the things I went through, in some regards, while I might be more sensitive to what's going on, I think it also adds to the fact that having come out of the things I was raised in, mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. may be the thing that makes folks like us more resilient when things mm-hmm. like this are happening. What do you think yeah. about that? Uh, I think that there was, <laughs> I had a couple of friends tell me during all of, I don't remember which step of this healthscape we're in, <laughs> we were talking during, but at some point yeah. they said, oh, I just got really calm. Because that is what you had to do during traumatic things. You had to somehow either dissociate or um, whatever your calming technique was. Even if it wasn't actual calm, it was safe enough to not get more stuff thrown at you. Um, So some folks really, and I think I had this a couple of times, this just feels kind of normal. I understand what it feels like to be kind of hyped up and, my heart beating a little bit faster and I'm breathing a little bit faster. Like it just feels kind of normal, kind of comfortable. Well, maybe not normal, familiar. Yeah. So I think that that's part of it. And I think that, yeah, so there's a familiarity. And I think that because of that, there is a resilience in that because when you are familiar with something, you kind of know that you'll get through it because you have even if you don't know how. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, I, I think just, that I that's... Hope, I hope it's true this time. It just, you know, <laughs> but the, the level of shit that's being thrown mm-hmm. at, at us right now is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it reminds me very much of when Trump was president. You were so mm-hmm. overwhelmed with all of the outrageous <laughs> shit that, yeah. that a whole lot of other shit that got through kind of slid in mm-hmm. under the radar because the outrage of the bigger things was so great. And I have the mm-hmm. feeling, I mean, it feels like being under Trump all over again with the Supreme Court because mm-hmm. instead of waking up every morning and wondering what he had done while I was sleeping, now I Ugh. wake up and wonder what this fucking gang <laughs> in the Supreme Court has come up with to knock my ass yeah. over while I was asleep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like going backwards. It's, it's Groundhog uh-huh. Day. Uh-huh. It's Ooh. like this weird, shadowy group of beings who are somehow, some way, <laughs> not elected by me, uh, able to right. just make these broad, sweeping things. And that is, you know, to bring up all the things, that's the abuser. That's the, you know, whomever or whatever you designate as that, of your history. Sure. There they are again. And... Oh, definitely. And I really, and I really want to say, too, that one of the things I think is really... <clears throat> something that comes up a lot is this, well, we recognize this, what do we do? And first of all, I want to be very clear. I wish I came on here with all the answers. But what I do want to offer, <laughs> I have some thoughts. But in between all of this, can we please just feel what we're feeling? Because they yeah. think we skip that. Like, feel it. It's horrible. I get you. And it's also really real. And there's just a part of me that wants to encourage folks to have at least a couple minutes of, I'm pissed off, I'm sad, I'm scared, all of these things to really allow them to be present so that we can be informed by them and then take action. I think we sometimes skip that middle part. I know that I do. I would really love to go, feelings are nice, but we should probably do something. And I think that is decreasing our power in a way that we don't recognize. I agree. I also think Mm -hmm. that for me, I have to be super careful because I do Mm -hmm. feel all the feelings but if mm-hmm. I don't put a mm-hmm. lid on it fairly quickly, mm-hmm. that leads mm-hmm. to a complete spiral. Well, totally. Well, <clears throat> so, of course, I'm not going to remember the person to whom this is uh, attributed to. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in uh, that book, Stroke of Genius, no, the, the um, 
the doctor who had the stroke wrote the whole book. can't remember offhand, Dr. Jill something Boyle, Boyd. In this book, she talks about how humans and emotions, she talks about this in terms of if you can sit with an emotion and not tell the story about it for 90 seconds, you will be able to process through that emotion. I want to tell you that I know it's just personal anecdote, but this works for me. I rail against it all the time, but it also does work. Because us humans are meaning makers, it's actually the story that we're telling about that feeling that is what is keeping us stuck. If we just sit with the feeling, just the feeling, we can come out of that. We can come out of that little spiral. It sounds so simple, like too simple, right? And I think that it's not like you're going to sit with sad and then you're never going to feel sad again. But what I will say is that that is something that has worked for me in those moments. And it also has built up a level of trust with myself that I know that the next time I am ready to throttle something, I can at least sit with that. So, okay, don't tell a story about it. Just be like, I'm just mad. I'm mad. This is mad. Mad is here. I'm really angry. This is mad. It, it, will, it will have less of a punch. So I offer that. Yeah, it is. Because I will tell you, that never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Humans are awesome. We make meaning. Yeah, we can... Yeah. We're just great meaning makers because that, I mean, that makes sense. It's one of the things that probably differentiates us. I'm not a scientist. But it is one of the things. It's so wonderful, and it also keeps us super stuck in things. And it also keeps us really in that, um, you know, like the, the, the Charlie Brown figure with the, with the cloud and the dust and the sand and all of that. I feel like that yeah. is the image. Big Ben, is that who that is? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But I picture that. Like, we're always kicking up dust around ourselves with the stories that we say about things. Not that they're not important. It's not that they don't have value. But sometimes they make things really fucking messy. Yeah. And, oh, my God. And See, get here's, it, can get it. here's the thing. Of, mm-hmm. But the thing about what you're saying that I find so fascinating is it's not – it's not just the emotion that's hitting me. It's my story about the emotion. It's my story yeah. about what's going mm-hmm. on. It's my story about mm-hmm. what what I think this is going to do to my yep. life or my family's lives or whomever, instead of just mm-hmm. sitting with the, you know, like, okay, so Roby Wade, instead of just mm-hmm. going through the whole, you know, how could they take this away from people and, you know, this mm-hmm. isn't right, and all the people, this is going to hurt. I just had to mm-hmm. sit with the part of, mm-hmm. this is shit. This is just fucking yep. shit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to, and not to say, like, people... all those stories are... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was going to say, stories are super important, too. All of that is true, right? But I think that one of the things that I'm offering that not as this is important. We shouldn't care about people. Nope. If we need to sit with our own emotions first to really understand what the meaning is for us and to really be able to sit with the meaning for other people too. Like if we're all up in our biz, sometimes that makes us a little less available. (laughs) And at least it does for me. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's very true. I get, I twirl, and then you could, like, you can't even talk to me when I'm twirling because I'm just going to, it's like a hurricane that just lashes out at everything, and it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. take aim in in an appropriate way. It hits what it hits, and that's really bad Mm -hmm. for relationships. I have found out, imagine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm That's really a good thing to know that I need to, like, perhaps manage the thought a little bit better and not confuse my story about something with the thing itself that has happened. Yeah, and I think that we as a, at least 
uh, Western culture, I believe, we are currently in a situation that is striving really hard to activate all of us and to mm. keep us in that, well, you suck and this sucks and everybody sucks and this is the thing and da-da-da-da-da. So we never actually sit down and regulate ourselves yeah. and go, oh, where am I actually at? Yeah, that's so true. Oh I, that's so correct. I, I, I mean, these are things people don't talk about. I'm so glad you're here to like this. I need you around to talk me off ledges all the time. It seems because mm-hmm. this is so intelligent. It's such a better approach to life than oh my god, everything's fucking crazy and my hair is on fire and the world is coming to mm-hmm. an end. Because I'm the first one mm-hmm. to admit. I go to Chicken Little very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, here's I mean, to be clear, folks listening, you, I go there a lot too. And I think that that has its moments of value because I think that it's just fucking true. It's just there are yep. days where I'm like we're in a we're in a hellscape, everything is doomed. I'm just going to have you know, is what ice cream flavor should I have? And I think yes. <laughs> that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that really in the end to even saying all this, do what the heck you need to do in this moment. This is, I'm really tired of living through unprecedented times. And sometimes you do just need to do what you need to do. <laughs> and that's it's cool true. too. But if we can get, you know, sort of normalize all of this and also normalize the idea of feelings and that we're, I I heard on some podcast once that we, I don't know who this we is that they were talking about, but me maybe, um, that we're the first generation to have feelings about feelings. Like we can't just be mad. We have to be upset that we're mad. We can't just be sad. (laughs) We've got to be like, oh, that makes me weak, Right. And so why can't we just have a feeling? Um, yeah. It's so overanalyzed. I don't understand. I, well, I mean, it's bad enough to have a bad feeling, but then to have to <laughs> criticize yourself on top of that for feeling the feeling. I mean, stop. Listen, I've done plenty of shit in my life that I'm not happy about, that I feel sure. badly about. And then sure. but by the same token, all of those things that I – feel badly about have led me to something better. I know that sounds really fucking hokey, but quite Mm -mm. frankly, Mm -mm. I don't think I would have been happy with where I would have ended up had I followed Mm -hmm. through in another direction that maybe would have made somebody else feel better, but would have made me feel like shit. So you you also have to, there has to be a level of self-preservation, even in interpersonal Mm -hmm. relationships, wouldn't you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that is incredibly uh, it is incredibly true, and it's also incredibly human. I think self-preservation is what we do. It is what we are designed to do. We're animals. We're designed to keep ourselves alive, and we're yeah. designed to survive. In a human context, it just looks different, and. I think yeah. everybody has a different version of what that looks like for themselves. And I think that it would be really, I would be so amazed um, or excited by the idea of switching from that idea from surviving to thriving, though. I'm kind of tired of surviving. And yeah. it's exhausting, right? It, it is. is exhausting. Yeah. So... I hope that, you know, some of my work in the world is to really encourage folks to also find those moments of joy, to also find those moments of creation, like creating something, just creating for the sense of, for the sake of creating, not because you want to have a book, not because you want to, you know, uh, uh, any of the things that you might be striving for. But like, we also have to have that because that's also part of the human experience. It's also joy and hope that ever, ever fleeting thing, hope. Yeah. It's important. Hope is hard. It, it hope is. is real hard. But it's hard. Hope is that, 
it's yeah right i think that it's also like right now we're we're doing things not just to get through the day but we are in some level i think um hoping for something better so even if we don't know what that looks like even if we have no idea how to get there there is something getting us up most days and there is at least a teeny tiny thing and that is that's good enough for right now i have a journal where i wake up and the first thing i do is write down gratitude first three things most mornings it's that i slept uh that my cats are playing with me as i'm journaling and that uh Sometimes it's coffee. Sometimes it's that I'm going to go for a rage run. And, but like waking up and sort of recognizing that this too, I think that people get into either or. I either have to be, I'm grateful or I'm not. And we can do both. We're very cool yeah. like that. We, we can do both. Um, you can hate everything, but also be really appreciative of, you know, clean water. Um, you can be terrified of all the things, but also yep. have this lovely moment of the sunlight coming in the window. Yeah. You can have multiple things. Uh, yeah, I get locked into the whole, not that I'm not grateful, but, you know, I have these mm-hmm. moments of, well, what am I, why am I grateful? What is there to be grateful right. for? The world's fucking sure. on fire, God damn it, and everything, you know. <laughs> maybe the U.S. especially, um, that whole idea of rugged individualism and that you should strive and do everything on your own and everything, you know, you shouldn't need any help and you shouldn't have to, you know, you shouldn't look weak. You should always be moving forward, all steam ahead, whatever the phrase is. What that discounts, that creates so much division. It creates a... It creates this system in which we forget how connected we are and that we do have resources and that we do have abilities to tap back into uh, a collective collective possibility, for lack of a a more graceful way to say that. (laughs) Um, We are, our society has told us that we have to do everything singularly and we don't. And so I think that that uh, other societies don't, they just don't like this. I think that's been my biggest frustration with the pandemic is this idea of, you know, collectiveness would actually be really worthwhile at this point, taking a collective view that my actions impact someone else would be a very wise way of thinking in this point. This yeah. is me being incredibly gracious because, you know, my dad died partially because of COVID. Um, and so I have very strong feelings about the way of this pandemic. 
Um, Me too. I wish you know that we could remember that we're connected. That that's really what I want to say. I think that we have been told so much that we're not that we've begun to believe that. And whether you call it gratitude, yeah, whether you call it gratitude, awareness, whatever, recognizing, I think that the fact that the pandemic has spread all over the place shows us that we're connected physically. We are not distinct. Anyway, so I could rant for a second. I think that's enough for a hot minute. No, you're good. Are you kidding? I could listen to you all day long. And as I mentioned earlier, sometimes I do. Um, Because, you know, you have to get out of your own head sometimes. So that's why, you know, I said don't make fun of me, but I'm going to say it on on the air. You know, I need your voice because yours Mm -hmm. is the voice that says, listen, I understand Mm -hmm. I get it, but you need to come out of your head a little bit and remember that there's a collective happening here and that you're not mm-hmm. alone and you're not a weirdo mm-hmm. for being upset. No. But try to remember <laughs> that there's other people going through the same exact stressors you're going through and, mm-hmm. you know, try to build on that side of the community where you feel like you can help each other instead of hurt each other because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, so, we're still so divided. We're divided amongst you know, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, mm-hmm. third party, whatever. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's not just politics. It's people who believe in vaccines, people who don't believe in vaccines, people who wear masks, people who don't want to. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, you know, mm-hmm. arguments about freedom and then arguments about reproductive rights not being a freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's very confusing mm-hmm. because you're getting all this conflicting information at once. So, yes, your your messages for me are very powerful and mm-hmm. very soothing because you have this, this voice that just kind of, it's lyrical without being sing-songy, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs> like you have, Ooh, a very, yeah. you have a very even mm-hmm. tone. It's very soothing. Mm-hmm. It's very relaxing. Yeah. And it's, I think it's easier to take information from someone mm-hmm. that can put you in that state of calm as opposed to somebody like me who makes everyone hysterical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that that is worthwhile. I honestly think that really sometimes what the world needs is a collective scream, right? I think that that yeah, is also yeah. incredibly cathartic, and we need to do it more. And I will tell you, I have spent many, many a moment where I've gone out to my car because I don't really want to do it in my apartment, I sit in my car and I just mm-hmm. scream for a little bit because it is just, it's a lot. It is totally understandable yeah. that that's where folks are at. I hope, like, one of the things that my, my dream, hope, purpose, I don't know, is that I can offer, like, sort of a collective co-regulation. <laughs> like, so yeah. co-regulation is me going, like, okay, we can also be here. And yeah. maybe we can just maybe even just put a toe into that. You don't have to live here. I know I don't live here. But maybe together we can just take a breath and go, this fucking sucks, but I'm here with yeah. you. You're yeah. not alone. Oh, that helps. It helps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The fact that you do that is so amazing because you do that for me. And I know if you do that for mm-hmm. me, you do that for a whole lot of other people. That is the hope and dream. And I would say, you know, if if there's any moment, there's any being out there that's like, must be really great to always be like that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm a Sagittarius. And so while that doesn't, I don't, I don't think I'm all of like the whatever stereotypes in astrology, that's a whole other thing. But I am yeah. very fiery. It has actually taken a really long time to not um, to not have that be my constant state of being. I I think I'm on a low simmer most days, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I never like to I never like to ground. I thought grounding was a waste of time. And really? <laughs> I just wanted to like get to the energy. Like oh that's fine. Yeah. 
I didn't realize the grounding not only is about calming, but it's also about tapping into energy and being able to not run out so quickly. And once I got that, I was like, oh, there's something to that. (laughs) I can do more. I mean, there's partially that. But, you know, this is showing up, being real, being authentic, telling people, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes. I don't always prove everything. <laughs> I don't like allowing yourself yeah. to be really human. I think will really offer yourself a lot of grace. Yeah, I. I know it's so funny that you say that about grounding because I'm first now. I mean, you know, listen, I've been a witch for more than half of my life. It's a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I hear about grounding. I've been hearing about grounding <laughs> since day one. And let me tell you something. Short of a T-bone steak, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, grounding mm-hmm. is a little difficult for me because I live everything sure. at 11 as opposed yep. to, like, mm-hmm. 5, which mm-hmm. is where normal mm-hmm. people probably should be. I'm nowhere near there. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's gotten worse because I've gotten older and when mm-hmm. you're running out of time, and yes, I know mm-hmm. we're all, the minute we're born, we're all heading towards death. I understand that. But having mm-hmm. lived as long as I have, I, I yes. feel viscerally the shortage of time. Sure. So to me, everything sure. is fucking important right the fuck now, mm-hmm. okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to leave it in a good spot, not in a shit spot. And I'm so scared I'm going to die with everything still being right. fucking shitty. It really annoys yeah. the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes any sense. But, yeah, oh, I'm totally. first learning about meditation. I'm learning about <laughs> meditation now. I'm learning about real, mm-hmm. what really real grounding actually means. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. hard for someone who is constantly, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm a control freak. What a hey, I feel that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> same. I so, mean, same. That wasn't a that wasn't a reflection on you. That was I resonate. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I, not and not taken as a slight at all. Believe me, because um, it's nice to know you're not alone, no matter what form mm-hmm. that takes. Um, yep. And just to know that there's that you're out there, you know saying, yeah, you can feel it, but you don't have to let it overtake your entire life, nor should you, is kind of brilliant Mm -hmm. and something I think a lot of us really need to hear right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hope is important, love is important, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people, like I have a, I I live with my 30-year-old son, and Mm -hmm. he has a lot of concerns about things, uh, the way they're going, and he has thoughts about stuff that I never had to have, you know, thoughts mm-hmm. like getting a vasectomy at 30 years old. I mean, who the fuck thought of that mm-hmm. in my day? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. there's all these other things going on that, mm-hmm. you know, I never worried about at that age. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. to watch the navigation go on. And I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm fucking glad we're old now. Can I just tell you? Because I wouldn't want to right. deal with this bullshit that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I can't handle this mm-hmm. shit. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, I'm always very glad that I did not grow up with social media. <laughs> uh-huh. I, oh, I don't know how kids do that. Um, I don't want to be too reductive and be like, oh, you kids and waving my fingers at them. But I would say that, you know, social media is a travesty. I mean, it's great, but it's also horrible. And, I mean, it's how I keep in touch with folks. It's how I keep people knowing about all the stuff that I do. That's real great. And it is designed to keep you looking at a screen. It is designed to keep you thinking about what you should buy or how you're not enough. And that is inherently problematic and it is also part of our lives now to I guess for me maybe awareness of this is helpful that it is not just uh, a place to say hey to your friends Mm -hmm. it is 
I guess I noticed this more when the pandemic was going, is going on. I don't know why I keep using past tense. Hopeful. <laughs> I'm ever hopeful. Yeah. Uh, I think that one of the things I noticed at the beginning of the pandemic, I was starting to teach online, and I'd never done that before. Terrifying. <laughs> and also, I love it now, so here we are. Welcome to Resilience. Um, one of the things I noticed is that all, what that means is that I'm staring at a screen. And I'm staring at a screen for a very long period of time. I don't know if anybody has that uh, experience. But when you stare at a screen for a really long period of time and all of your attention is focused there, as an animal, as a human, you are less aware of your surroundings because you're not looking around. You get kind of tunnel vision. And when you get that tunnel vision, you, like I said, you're not aware of your surroundings, and that inherently makes your nervous system go, I'm not safe. And we've been doing this for years. And so one of the things I would encourage folks to do, uh, because it's just popping up for me in this moment, is recognizing that that's happening. That is happening. We're actually creating the situation in which our bodies go, oh, crap, something's going to happen because I don't know what's going on over to my left. Wow. Holy shit, right? that's an aha moment for me right now. Holy shit, right? because I do for work. I stare at a screen all day. You're absolutely 100% right. And then when I come home, I'm staring at another screen. Oh, you are so, mm-hmm. that's on the money right there, I got to say. It's something that I notice, and so I don't, one of the things I really strive to do in teaching slash, you know, holding myself accountable is to make sure I'm not, always doing that like during teaching if I'm doing a grounding it's not just to close your eyes and whatever your flavor of grounding might be Um, it's not just that but it's also looking around the room it is making sure that you understand your relationship to where you are in the actual present moment this is also really good for anxiety I don't know if you a lot Mm -hmm. of folks have probably already heard of this maybe you have two you know sort of tapping into all of your senses to bring you present into the moment so that's great, but those things are things to do if you find yourself in the world that a lot of us do, where I stare at a fucking screen all day. Looking around the room, like I have things in my room now, in my office now, that are things I really like to look at. Not that I didn't before, but like I, you know, I painted this rainbow, and so that's something that's sort of out of the view of my camera, but I can see it. And so when I'm noticing that I'm kind of tunnel visioned in and I've forgotten the world, (laughs) all of a sudden the cat does something and it startles the heck out of me, I start looking around the room and go, okay, where am I right now? I am in my office. The carpet is soft. My cat is over there. There are some colors of the rainbow. Here's all the colors. And it brings me back into this moment where it's not just, you know, that, that picture in the cartoons where you get sucked into, like, the screen? I'm not just doing that. Yeah. Right, right. Right. No, that's, wow. That's really, I never thought about it, and it's so true. I mean, I, I've often spoken about how people become assholes behind a keyboard, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a whole lot more than just that that's happening. There's the feeling of isolation. There is the feeling of, exactly what you just described, not knowing <laughs> what's going on and just being locked into this thing that is distracting you and designed to, like, numb you down to everything that's going on because we're constantly bombarded mm-hmm. with images mm-hmm. and bad news. And, I mean, it's a one-stop mm-hmm. shopping for life, but it's really mm-hmm. not. That's the fucking game is what I, I feel like you're saying. Like, that's what they're mm-hmm. designed to do, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily all, all real life. That may be part of life, and that's fine, but mm-hmm. you still need to feel the air, and you still need to go find a patch of grass somewhere sometimes mm-hmm. to put your feet on. And, think, you know, and what you described about the things in your room, it's not that you didn't have things you already liked, but it's very much more mm-hmm. intentional is what you mm-hmm. seem to be saying. It's like mm-hmm. think specifically about something that will 
that can put you into another place without it having to be plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. Yep, because it's not just what's in front of me. It's what's around me. Um, one of the things that I think I found most helpful during this, during so many stressful moments in my life, is the idea of going back to the science of being a human because it takes away story. It takes away um, me feeling bad for being anxious. My anxiety is rooted in the real fear of not being safe. That is a real thing. If you're in conditions that don't feel safe, your body doesn't feel good. It is alerting you to the fact that you need to change something. And taking away all of that, the shame, the guilt, all of that stuff, and just recognizing this is a super normal thing for my body to do right now. Super normal. It would be weird, actually, if it didn't. I mean, that would also be probably a a sign. Dissociation is also a very great tool. It's super helpful. Mm -hmm. It is designed to keep you okay. Your body is doing all these things to make sure you're okay which is a sign that things are not okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, I mean, yeah, no, so I think, yeah. So I just offer that because I think that once we stop sort of demonizing, for lack of a better way to put it, all of these feelings, they become less yeah. of a, like a driving force. They might be an inspiration. I mean, anxiety for me has, anxiety for me has been motivation. It has been fuel. It is how I get shit done sometimes. And, you know, a little adrenaline, I mean, I don't want to say never hurt anybody, but it, it's helpful. Um, you know, it's meant to... Different forms of motivation, yeah, I think. Well, and it's meant to get you away from the thing that's chasing you, but not for long periods of time. So... I think it's also I think, important to tell mm-hmm. folks that they're, you know... It's not that the, it's not that your anxiety goes away. I don't think anxiety no. and anxiety issues ever leave, but it's a question no. of being able to manage. And you know, mm-hmm. do, doing yeah. like I'm on medication, that's fine. Yeah. But medication Great. isn't always the answer for everybody. For some people, mm-hmm. you know, it is more about you know pay attention to the feelings, but don't write the story because the the story is what's making you worse. And mm-hmm. I, that is such a, what a learning moment I've had during this hour, I will mm-hmm. tell you. That's, <laughs> that's pretty on target right there. Wow. I'm glad. I'm glad because I think that if there's, even, even if it can help for 30 seconds, <laughs> I think that, and you can sit and like actually take a breath, the more moments that you have like that, the more you remember that you also have access to that. Because I think that's the thing. It's like when you're in anxiety so much, it's hard to remember there's something else, at least for me. And also, thank you for saying about medication. I also want to say that, like, yeah, I've been on medication too. Medication is awesome, and it kept me in the first part of the pandemic from, I think, really losing myself. Totally worth it. If yeah. you are able to do that, I have always been pretty upfront about that. <laughs> and, um, oh, definitely. I mean, this yeah. is kind of a new world to, to me in the sense of I haven't, uh-huh. you know, I've not been on medication all that long. There was a period of time 20-something years ago where I was having massive anxiety attacks, but my husband mm-hmm. was threatening to steal my children and move back to England with them. So I had reasons for mm-hmm. yeah. that. And, you know, and I was on medication for one year, and then I, I was fine because I figured out the fucker was lying the whole time anyway. He's never kept any promises. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. like he wasn't mm-hmm. the person of his word, whether it was to his benefit or mine. I just had to remember mm-hmm. that, you know, he was doing it to scare me, and it worked for a while, and then mm-hmm. it stopped working. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, mm-hmm. like, the whole, I think 2016 was for me the big, and I've mm-hmm. always had anxiety because I, you know, I had an abusive family, but it was never diagnosed mm-hmm. properly and, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. 
I think mm-hmm. being on medication has definitely mm-hmm. helped, and I think mm-hmm. folks who are, are feeling badly because they, quote-unquote, need that kind of help. I will tell you, um, during the worst part of this, which was this mm-hmm. year uh, in March, mm-hmm. I was actually on the mm-hmm. phone with my therapist, and I said, I can't stop fucking crying. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind. Am I having a nervous mm-hmm. breakdown? And she said, right. as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so I'm not cr- too crazy that I know what's wrong. I actually know that this mm-hmm. is happening. And she was like, that's a way of looking at it. <laughs> it yeah, I mean, more often than not, any of these sort of like big, like any big feelings or hard feelings are a completely natural response to the world. It's a completely natural thing because people suck and <laughs> because situations yeah, suck and, true. you know, yeah. and you can't control everything, which is a real bummer. And, you know, all of that, it is totally a normal reaction. It's just other people, I mean, often, I don't want to say, how do I want to say this? Often it's, it gets judged and then sure. you sort of get stuck. So, mm-hmm. No, all anxiety has been, anxiety has saved me. You know, it saves me. It tells me when stuff's wrong. My anger tells me when somebody's crossed a boundary. My sadness tells me when I feel like I'm missing something. All of those things are just signals. And, uh, And great, they're designed to help. Like if I, like my new thing lately, not always perfect, but, you know, when I have a feeling, I'm like, what are you trying to help me with? And that can sometimes be informative. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to operate off the off the idea that maybe you're here to help. <laughs> and so, what might that be? Do I need well, to do I need to care for myself <clears throat> a little bit more today? Mm-hmm. Do I need to slow down? Do I need to eat some cake? Do I <laughs> need to do I need to run a little farther? Um, yeah. all of those things, like another journal question that I answer every morning is what would make today great? Wow. And I don't always do all the things. I don't always do all of them, but, and that's not the point. The point is to go like, how can I care for myself today? Definitely. Wow. I feel better already. You believe this. Good. I mean, you've given me, because I, I, and I'm not the only person who does this, I move to reactions so quickly sure. that I don't have time, I don't even give myself time to think and consider. And now that you've said a lot of this, now it's kind of like, okay, why am I angry? Why am I actually angry? Don't talk about your yeah. feelings of anger. Talk about what the thing is that made you angry figure out if that is a teachable moment for myself. Wow. So probably by the time I, I've gone through some of these steps, the feelings won't be quite so intense because I'm actually using rational thought as opposed to emotional thought, which is all over the place and scattered. That's brilliant. Well, I feel educated right now. <laughs> wow. Happy Saturday. Yeah. I... Thank you. I can live Saturday now. Yeah. You can wow. enter the weekend oh with a couple of different thoughts. No, yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean so I mean, did you did you study these methodologies? <laughs> did you just come up with these methodologies? I mean seriously. Uh, yeah. So hmm, that's a good question. No one's asked me that one before. That's a great question. So here's what I would say. I have done a lot of I mean, I got into witchcraft because of doing personal work, whatever the heck that means, and new age stuff and all of that. And I think that I've always just been really curious about um, the world and curious about how I see the world. I've always been someone with a lot of emotions and that people just didn't get. And I think that the main way that I worked through them is through my writing and through, I mean, I've been a poet for, you know, a gazillion years. 
And so I worked through a lot of things like that in that way. In the last little bit, I don't know how long that is. So we're just going to keep that vague. Um, my, okay. uh, my, my ex-husband uh, is, ther- is a therapist. And so I would say that I actually started looking into all of this because, you know, sometimes when you're married to someone who's going through that sort of program, um, you have, all their books are around and a lot of conversations are about that. Um, so I think that's part of it. But also I've just done in the last couple of years um, therapy. You know, if you have access to therapy, it's uh, amazing if you find the right person. I've also just read a lot of books. I've also, I've also learned, because I've never been good at this, to just listen to myself and to mm-hmm. track the way I think about things versus um, I used to do this thing where I'd go to all my friends and be like, what do you think about how I feel? <laughs> and, um, yeah, 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 I, you I know, agree. me too. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. Or I had one friend who amazing, amazing being. We were checking in, we were hanging out, and she was like, you told me a lot about what's going on in your life, but you never talk about how you feel. And I think that was the opening. I'm very good at talking about feelings sometimes. I'm better at all of this now, uh-huh. but I am used to be really good at talking about things, but never being able to right. describe it for myself. Because no one in my growing up would ask that, and so oh, yeah. why, why would I? Why would I learn? And that's you know, no blame, no shame to those folks. You know, when you know better, you do better. Um, sure, sure. So eventually, but like, that makes I looked a lot up, of sense. I, right? I mean, yeah. meditation, grounding practices, learning about my attachment style learning about how the nervous system works, um, learning about the, the vagal nerve. That's the hot new thing these days. Um, that, that has been super helpful. So the vagal nerve, vagus nerve, yeah. vagus nerve. I might be, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a scientist. One of the things. So basically it's this branch of nerves that runs through your body. And basically what happens is that it's designed to keep you regulated, I don't like the word balance, but that's a word that people recognize. Basically, it responds to stimuli in your environment, and then it does things in order to keep you safe. So if you are, you know, anxiety, for example, is really being up in the, like the parasympathetic state. So that's basically like everything freaks out, you feel really nervous, and your heartbeat goes really fast and all those things. Because it's trying to give you energy to fight, right? And then some folks who are depressed are in the dorsal state. It's D-O-R-S-A-L. And that state is the everything slows down. I can't move. I can't make a decision. I dissociate. I numb. I don't feel anything. So basically, in your vagal nerve bundle and all of that, the easiest way to say this is that you can be in these different states and by working with your vagal vagus nerve, you can help to regulate that. So you don't, you're not too high or too low. There are very specific exercises or, and they're super easy to be clear to get yourself. When you recognize you're too low, you're too high. You can sort of do things to move yourself more towards the center towards your towards a window of tolerance that makes things easier to handle. Um, I have found that whole situation super helpful. When I'm really anxious, shake your fucking body because you're trying to get rid of that extra energy. Dance it out. Do all those things. It will help you come back down. When you're in, you know, a dorsal state, when I'm too low and I'm frozen and all of that, try to find a way to move a little bit to show yourself that it's safe to move, try to move a little bit more, and sort of bring yourself back into a place of, uh, I don't want to say living, but sort of being engaged. Yeah. 
again, like I said before, finding out science behind things is super helpful because it really destigmatizes things. This is just your, the way your body works. So well, that could be a whole other and show. Anyone who is, and we're going to have to do another show about that. And for anyone yeah. who's curious, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not 100% on the pronunciation, but Vegas, Vagus, uh, V-A-G-U-S yeah. is how it's spelled. Yes. Look up that yes. nerve, V-A-G-U-S nerve, and it will give you all of the information about what happens when it's stimulated and what does it have to do with anxiety and all of the things that Arasanya is, is describing. Um, it's, that's super cool and not something I think is emotional being mm-hmm. to think about. I don't think we mm-hmm. put the science to emotion enough. Mm-hmm. And that's why we sometimes get so out of control because we're not recognizing what's happening to us. That's so important. We're all animals. We are all animals, and we all have systems that are built for survival. And all the stuff that we're going through is just our response to that. And, and recognizing that we're in a state of absolute terror a lot of the time, that's why everything's so activated. And when, and when things are activated for so long, I don't think that this is a scientific term, but your nervous system gets tired. And so it makes it harder to adapt to the next thing. It makes it harder to adapt to the next thing because you never have a chance to sort of stop and come back to center. It's a lot, but I think it's it's super helpful to know that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Oh, my gosh. You do have to come back on. I'm sorry. I'm wrangling you right now. Um, Love it. But, yeah. This is, you have so much to say of importance and stuff I think a lot of us need to hear right now. Uh, I certainly mm-hmm. need it this hour. I am so appreciative. Please tell folks where they can find you and your, and your mm-hmm. books and your blog yeah. and all the things, classes. <laughs> Please. Yes, in the midst of all the things, I also write stuff and teach stuff. So um, yeah. the easiest way to find out about me is through my website, and that is www.irisaniamoon.com. There you will find classes and other goings on, a list of all the books that I've either written or contributed to. Um, you can also sign up for my newsletter. That's real handy because who doesn't want to be on social media as much? Me. Uh-huh. So there's a newsletter. Me. comes out about every comes out every new moon ish. Um, cool. In terms of, I have a blog that's through Patheos Pagan, and it's called Charged by the Goddess. And that is, I just write about whatever I want. So <laughs> that's a whole mixed bag of things. <laughs> uh, wow. I just wrote something about are we living what we're leading. Um, so that just came out yesterday. Uh, let's see, other places you can find me. I'm on social media everywhere. There aren't other iris on you yep. as far as I found so you can find me on all the social medias that's always great um today if you're around today i'm going to be doing a talk um with my publisher it's um moon moon con moon convention uh 2022 is a free online thing on facebook and my the title of my thing today is called why love spells still matter and So just so you know, even if you miss it, it's going to be on our YouTube channel. You can always check it out later. I'm pretty sure it's at 1 p.m. Pacific today. They're in the U.K., so I'm going to double-check my time on that. Uh, Pretty sure that's when it is. But again, it'll be on the YouTube channel. I'll throw it on all of my social medias. So folks have access to that. Um, And finally, books. I always say that to the end. So I've written a few books, and they're all on Amazon, so you can if that's a place that you go, they're also on bookshop and things like that. I've written a book about reclaiming witchcraft. I've written a book about Aphrodite. That one's real popular. Uh, I've written another book on health and well-being. It includes some of the things that I've talked about today. So not all of them. I've learned more since I wrote that. And then I've written a book on Iris, which is my namesake. And then I have another book coming out in February called... Um, Honoring the Wild, and it's about reclaiming witchcraft and environmental activism. I actually didn't write a lot of it. I got a lot of really cool folks to write stories about 
their role as an activist in reclaiming. So it's a really great mix of folks. And then I just finished uh, a book on the Norns. Oh. So the Norns, uh, yeah. So that, I don't have the publication date for it yet, but it is done. And I've seen the cover. It's very pretty. And I'll share that. Um, usually, I sh- usually I share things um, first through my newsletter. Um, and then I'm in the midst of writing a book on Gaia. So. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm very excited about I have a lot of things to say. I have a lot of things to say, yeah. I'm sure you do. You have a lot of things to say about everything, which I I find wonderful. I really do. I I have to tell you, this hour has been fantastic for me, and I'm sure the folks listening have enjoyed it, and the folks who will listen to it later uh, will enjoy it. The podcast um, is on for replay usually within 24 hours, on Amazon, Spotify, all of the things. Um, Wow, this has just been so incredible. Thank you so much for spending the hour with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've had a lot of fun, and I I hope to always be of service and help for folks. Oh, you are. You're amazing. And just a word for folks who are going to now start following you um, on Facebook especially. Well, everywhere, yeah. but um, be prepared. <laughs> there are going to be mornings you're going to read what this person says, and you're going to cry a little, and it's a good cry, <laughs> I, I promise you. Very cathartic. You're, you're a gift to our community for sure, um, and I just appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and I will catch up with you soon, and we'll talk about your next visit. Absolutely. You take care of yourself, okay? I will. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That's it for today. I will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with the amazing, wonderful, and lovely Laura Perry. Hope to see you then. Have a good Saturday.